Well, our text for today is from 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, the first 12 verses. And Paul is talking about what he uh, describes as true wisdom, the true wisdom from God. Would you stand with me as we hear these words of Scripture together? When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Yet among the mature we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish. But we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything even the depths of God. For what human being knows what is truly human except the human spirit that is within? So also no one comprehends what is truly God's except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Wisdom. Throughout the human story, in all ages, in every culture, in every language, there have been those who were revered for their wisdom. And in every age and culture and language, there have been those who have treasured wisdom and kept it alive and passed it on for the rest of us further down the line in the human story. For people of faith, wisdom has become a characteristic of a spirit-filled life, of a life led by the Spirit of God. Socrates said, the only true wisdom is in knowing you know nothing. You can't learn much if you think you already know everything. Some ancient wisdom that still rings true. Ben Franklin said, wise men don't need advice and fools won't take it. Oscar Wilde wrote, with age comes wisdom, but sometimes age comes alone. It's not a given, is it? 
Eleanor Roosevelt wrote, Never mistake knowledge for wisdom. One helps you make a living, the other helps you make a life. Wisdom and knowledge. The book of Proverbs in the Hebrew Scriptures has many, many, many wonderful statements about wisdom. Some of my favorites are these three. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Then I instruct you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. And my favorite proverb about wisdom. How much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver. Wisdom is a wonderful treasure that's a little hard to describe and even harder to obtain, isn't it? But throughout all of the human story, we have longed for wisdom. Sometimes we find confusion between knowledge that we can obtain and wisdom, particularly wisdom that comes from God. I remember back when I was graduating from Perkins School of Theology at SMU, it was the senior graduate chapel service. And all of us who are about to be unleashed on the world we're sitting at the front in all of our regalia. And the preacher of the day was one of the finest uh, preachers I ever heard, Dr. Zan Holmes. And the text he used that day was the story from Exodus of Moses going up the mountain, spend time with God, comes back down with the commandments. But his face shone because he had been with God. He had to cover his face because he went up the mountain one person and came down a different person. And Dr. Holmes looked at us all sitting there smug and full of ourselves in those front rows and he says, some of y'all think this place is the mountain and that you're going to come down from the mountain with that diploma in your hand. And he says, the problem is you're going out the same person you came in. Well, I was a little put off by that. <laughs> Until I realized what he was doing. He was telling us, don't ever confuse all of this knowledge that you've obtained here, which is important for you in your ministry. Don't ever confuse that with the kind of wisdom that only comes from God. Wisdom that only comes from time spent with God. We can't stay the same kind of person. You know, United Methodist clergy uh, are appointed one year at a time in our appointments. So if you're at a church and the pastor's been there 30 years, they weren't appointed there for 30 years. They were appointed there for one year 30 times. And so about this time of year, February, uh, pastors have to say that they're going to retire. 
And years ago, my friends and I were sitting around waiting for the list to come out of the retirees. Milton knows this practice very well. Uh, we all do that. We want to know who the retirees are so we can talk about them. Right? <laughs> There's no cattier bunch of people on the earth than United Methodist clergy, trust me. We're going to review their whole ministry like we know anything about it. And one person we were talking about, uh, I said, yeah, but you know, it's something that they're retiring with 40 years experience. And a friend in that group said, no, Barry, you don't understand. He's retiring with one year's experience that he had 40 times. He didn't learn a thing along the way, right? Sometimes that can happen. I remember when I was graduating from college and was heading to Texas to begin my uh, seminary training. It was my last Sunday at this little church, and I had my car packed and ready to go on the parking lot. I'd already said goodbye to my mother and father and my friends. As soon as the service was over, I was heading to Texas for the biggest trip I'd ever made in my life. That's sad, isn't it? What's even sadder is I had everything I owned in a 77 Toyota on the parking lot of the church. And so we finished the service, and everyone came through, and we shared uh, laughter and tears as we talked about all the things that we had done together and experienced together over the last few years. But I'll never forget that one thing that it seemed every single person in the church told me as they went out that day. They shook my hand or they hugged me and they said this, don't you let seminary ruin you. Don't you let seminary ruin you. See, I grew up in a tradition that had a very uneasy relationship between knowledge that we acquire in school and the knowledge and wisdom that comes through the Spirit that somehow those might be uh, contradictory to each other. And so they sent me out, not with, men. we're so proud of you, but with a dire warning. Don't let all that learning ruin you. Knowledge, wisdom. Our text in 1 Corinthians falls in that second chapter where Paul is in the heart of building his argument against divisions in the church at Corinth. He begins in the first chapter. There shouldn't be these divisions. And then he makes his argument in the second chapter. And then the third chapter begins, if you read ahead, and so, and then he launches into his argument about the church. He wants to give context for his com uh, comments, so he reminds them of when he came on one of his missionary journeys and created, planted that church. He reminds them, I did not come to you trying to impress you. I didn't use lofty words when I preached, and I didn't dazzle you with my wisdom, which is interesting because Paul, of all the early the church leaders, was by far the best educated of all. But he reminded them, I didn't depend on any of that training. I decided to know nothing 
that an interesting phrase? I decided to know nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was afraid as I preached, he said. I was in fear and trembling as I stood before you. So what you got from me came from what? The Holy Spirit came through the power of God, not through my words and not through my education and not through my arguments. What you received in those beginning formative days of the church, you received as true wisdom from the Spirit of God. And he goes on to remind them as a few years had gone by since he'd moved on and started other churches in other places. He reminds them that the true wisdom that comes from God is never understood by the world. The true wisdom that comes from God will never be understood by people who follow the world's values instead of the values of God, those who follow the way of God. Verse 9, he quotes the prophet Isaiah, that beautiful phrase. What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. It's the Spirit that reveals this knowledge to us, who Jesus Christ is and what Jesus Christ does for us in the forgiveness of our sins and the saving of our souls. It's only the Holy Spirit, Paul is saying, that can introduce us to that wisdom. It's only the Spirit that can let us understand fully the gift of God in Jesus Christ. Only the Spirit can open our eyes and open our ears and open our hearts to be able to see what God is doing for us. It reveals what brings us to God and what brings us together and what holds us together as the body of Christ and the family of God. When we're distracted by other things, when we're distracted by other voices that lead us to focus on anything else other than Jesus, Paul says we are living by the world's wisdom and not by the true wisdom of God. When we are listening and distracted by anything that divides us rather than unites us, we are listening to the world's wisdom and not the wisdom of God. And to Paul, the divisions that had already occurred so early on and so quickly in the life of the church in Corinth was proof that they had left what the Holy Spirit had taught them and quickly traded that in for the world. I don't know about you, maybe I'm just the only one, but as we would say back in Mabelvale, Arkansas, where I was born, I just feel wore out. Anybody else just feel wore out? This is a tough time 
time of division and so many things always just pounding. It's a beatdown every day. We can become worn out. We live in a time where we're confused about wisdom of the world and wisdom of God. We need to be reminded through these words of Paul and through the power of the Spirit that just because a voice is the loudest doesn't mean it's right or that it's connected to the wisdom of God. Just because someone's words are the angriest doesn't connect them to the wisdom of God. Just because someone's the fastest typist and gets on social media first doesn't mean that they have any relationship to the truth or to the wisdom of God. Just because we will find ourselves in situations where we would do anything to win does not mean that we are living out of the wisdom of God. In fact, Paul says the opposite is true. Paul says the wisdom of God does not divide but unites us. Paul says the wisdom of God leads us to be reflective, not reactive to everything. That was the problem in this church in the earliest days of the church. Division and overreaction to things that got in the way of them living in the wisdom of God. True wisdom always leads us back to the focal point of Jesus Christ and him crucified. The most central truth of all truths, that God revealed God's self in Jesus and that the crucifixion showed us the extent to which God would go to make that love known to us. That is the wisdom of God. That is the wisdom that saves us and changes us and unites us and makes us the body of Christ for the world that so desperately needs to hear the Spirit and be changed the same way we're being changed by the Spirit. Whatever we face in our life, whatever decisions loom on our horizon, whatever struggle has interrupted our best made plans for our life, for our family. Whatever pain has broken our heart, none of those have the power to change the true wisdom of God. None of that has the power to undo what God has done in Jesus Christ. And when we begin to look at our lives and ourselves, at our world, at each other, through the lens of that true wisdom, it can change everything. Because that wisdom is unlike anything the world has to give. May we have our eyes and ears and hearts open to the Spirit so that we might live in the true wisdom
In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.